Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Hello, my name is Justin the Clue, and I'm here today with Rochelle Charcot. And this is a special episode of the Important Cinema Club because we're going to be going through the calendar of the Royal Cinema in Toronto. And I know you may be listening and you're like, wait, I don't live in Toronto. How does this affect me? Well, we're going to be talking about some amazing movies, some that you may have heard about, some that you may not have heard about. So, you know, keep listening because we're still talking about movies. So, Rochelle, you are the programming director of the Royal Cinema, am I right? That's me. And how long have you been doing it for? Um, in some capacity or another, it's been about three years. And has it been like 30 years in real life? Or do you go in every day to work and you're like, I can just program my dreams up on the screen? Um, I think definitely the most uh, mad with power I got was when I did um, World Contact Day with Fire in the Sky and Communion. Uh, that was pretty fun. <laughs> that was very fun. There was a table filled with paperback books of just like alien abduction stuff. Mm, beautiful. My, my favorite. So uh, we're a little bit late in the month of July, but I want to talk about what happened last night, which was Dave Foley's The Wrong Guy. It's so good. Which may be one of the most underseen comedies of all time compared yeah. to how funny it is. It is so, like, there's so many jokes per minute in that mm-hmm. movie, and Dave Foley is so insanely well cast as just, like, a bumbling dummy. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that movie recently for the first time, maybe, like, six months ago, mm-hmm. and I was just, I was floored by it. And watching it in the theater, it was a, it was a completely different experience. Yeah, how was it with, like, the audience laughing around you? Was it, like, that yeah. much extra funny? Yes, yes, It's absolutely. very difficult for me not to just go into, like, listing gags and people be like, well, yeah. I haven't seen the movie. It's written by a Simpsons writer, and it definitely has that kind of tone to it all. It absolutely does. The enema bag Jones. When oh. I, like, started to get set up for that, I started cackling before the joke even happened. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. What's your name? Uh, looking around the room, my name is uh, Jones. Enema bag Jones. So and then funny. she's like, that's not your name. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Laura. She's like, that's my name. That's so good. Oh no, I did it. I just t- started talking about the jokes. <laughs> well, check it out. I think Kino put out a Blu-ray, but actually movies that are coming up on Sunday, July 14th, there's Eastern Promises and he's showing Throne of Blood. Yes. Now, Eastern You is a pal of mine and he's been on quite a Kurosawa kick lately with his series. Yeah, he wanted to do a little uh, kind of like mini series uh, tribute to Kurosawa. He's, mm-hmm. he's been getting into like the like the epics for the next couple of months. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, Throne of Blood is definitely a movie that most cinephiles have seen, but if you haven't, you should see it up on the big screen because again, it is a different experience. He's mm-hmm. all about like the moments of silence between like the burst of action so mm-hmm. throne of blood specifically is one that works very well we're bringing in a print for that as well you are mm-hmm. oh yeah, wow it's gonna look great yeah janice has shipped it over and i'm very excited speaking of prints the next day you have amelie on 35 millimeter mm-hmm. and why'd you pick this one uh because people like amelie <laughs> yeah and you're yeah. like we had a hole in the schedule <laughs> Uh, No, I knew that that was a a pretty easy one to kind of toss the wind. Obviously, people love that film. Uh, And I was really fortunate to find a print in Toronto. You know, prints are often very expensive. Mm -hmm. And we are an independent business, so it can be kind of... It's costly, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, people don't understand when something plays on film and it needs to be shipped in, how expensive it is for, like, it's, how many cans usually is one film? Uh, like, two. Two? Okay. Two, sometimes three, depending on length. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it can cost, like, 500 600 extra dollars. Oh, God, and that's not even counting the, like, actual rights that you have to pay for this stuff. Exactly, exactly, and the promotional costs. Mm-hmm. And- do people show up for a film like Emily? Like, do, are those the ones that do the best? 
Yeah, Amelie's been, uh, I booked in three screenings of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's been doing really well. Uh, there's been about like 100 people a night, so yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. It's like that magic level of people know the movie, but mm-hmm. they may also go, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, yeah. When I uh, hire new programmers, uh, my biggest advice is, uh, actually our mutual friend Nate Wilson uh, mm-hmm. put it really perfectly. He was like, it's those movies that most people have lied about having already seen. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the advice I give to programmers like all the time. (laughs) I mean, the movie that plays after that, Dogtooth, is one that I have not seen. Oh yeah, Um, I actually it uh, I did like the first night of it uh, the week before, Mm -hmm. and I invited in a a non for profit. They adopt dogs. So like, (laughs) I haven't seen Dogtooth. I assume it's about a lovable mutt that learns um, how to get you know well with a family. (laughs) No, truly, the last like couple of weeks, I have been really just enjoying bringing in any sort of like charity mm-hmm. or like any sort of kind of like giving back so yeah. it's like it's got dog in the title <laughs> i mean you did a really funny thing where you programmed dog tooth and lewis teague's cat's eye yeah i'm <laughs> <The> cute <laughs> stephen king anthology film <laughs> it, those two as a double bill probably never have been put together <laughs> ever in Not the history in, like, of a the sentence. world <laughs> <No>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> after dog tooth on the 17th you have um society now yeah. this is a tough film to talk about brian used movie because like it climaxes with one of the grossest things ever on screen Mm -hmm. and that's what everybody remembers about it yeah yeah (laughs) we have a a really excellent poster for that by adam wado uh that i am like skeptical on if i should put in the front door because if children see it it (laughs) might be a crime does that ever happen where you like because we should point out for people don't know the royal cinema is that almost every screening especially the ones where um it's like a monthly series yeah there's original art that's made for them like original posters and do you ever get some that you're like well we can't put this up (laughs) (laughs) you know this is the first one in a while where i've been like it's it's so gross there's just like there's like a champagne cum explosion (laughs) (laughs) it's really good it's really it fits the movie quite well maybe if they don't know what it is they're just like that's a weird image but then when you know you're like oh my god (laughs) covering your children's eyes Uh, after that there's going to be a screening on the 18th of Harper the Paul Newman film and it's co-presented by Sellers and Newell a bookstore right around the corner from the Royal that always has tons of rare stuff yeah Uh, I've never seen Harper Paul Newman sounds good yeah it's going to be really fun Uh, Peter Sellers the owner of the store Um, he had contacted me about doing a screening where he can play a movie that had been adapted from a book so Mm. he'll be bringing a bunch of paperbacks over oh that's great I love those like theme stuff do you ever when you're doing like series or even just a one off do you think like how can I make this special yeah yeah definitely Um, I get a lot of like creative fulfillment out of just Mm -hmm. being goofy with what I'm doing what would you think is like the one thing or one of the top I don't want to put you on the spot of like oh my god I can't believe I did that like I linked (laughs) it with something honestly it's definitely the world contact the world contact day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one where I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm playing communion. I'm going to make these people try to contact aliens. <laughs> I remember you were writing on Letterbox. You're like, oh man, my dream is to do world contact day. And then like a few days later, you're like, 
No, screw it. I'm doing World Contact Day. Truly, we're playing I, these movies. Yeah, truly. I was like, oh yeah, I can just do that if I want. <laughs> Who's gonna stop you? It's like the cinema police, like kick you open the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's too crazy. <laughs> um, and then on Sunday, the 21st, a screening of Wild Wild West, presented by Allison Chains. Yeah, baby. I haven't seen Wild Wild West in 10 years. I would say it's been at least a decade for me as well. <laughs> but how many times have you thought about the Will Smith song, Wild Wild West? All the time. <laughs> Anytime the time. you hear Wild West, you're yeah. like, Wild Wild West. Yeah, just to myself, secretly. Yeah. <laughs> secretly? Nobody can know. Yeah, exactly. It's a movie that I remember watching a lot as a kid and being very excited about yeah. and seeing it and being like, huh? I don't like this. But I feel like as an adult, I would enjoy it much more. Oh, definitely. Um, for that screening in particular, it is kind of our own version of a show that happens in L.A., I believe, mm-hmm. uh, by a drag queen called Peaches Christ, where we'll have all the drag queens kind of side stage, and they'll be, like, talking and doing comedy throughout the movie. Mm. Yeah. It's a very goofy night. It's a very kind of, like, loosey-goosey thing. And then, on Tuesday the 23rd, Badlands, presented by No Future. Mm-hmm. The uh, series is all about uh, monstrous births and mm-hmm. children. Um, so he's going to talk a little bit about, I guess, uh, probably like the actual case mm-hmm. that uh, happened with that uh, inspired Badlands. So Angelo Moretta, he does kind of like a little lecture uh, before the film. He's a really good critic. Yeah. So, you know, lectures are something that's always tricky. And I feel like the world does it well where they're never too long. Mm-hmm. Like it's not 45 minutes and you're like, oh, my God, you've explained the whole plot of the film. Please yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, I can just leave. <laughs> yeah. And it actually like enriches the experience that you're about to see. I'm a big fan of context. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of uh, like having someone go up there and be like, this is the reason why you should appreciate this movie. Or even if it's just kind of like fun facts about the production Mm -hmm. or the release, it's just, it's always kind of... (laughs) I once got um, an angry email sent to the Bloor Cinema when I used to do introductions before screenings and they were like, we don't want IMDB trivia before the show. And I was like, I was giving out prizes. There were like, not even that many people in the audience. I was trying to make it special. I remember one time, I don't remember what I actually said on stage, but I said something that was just leftist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh we got a bad review uh on our like facebook page and they were like i'm never coming back here again uh please don't exactly (laughs) i was like bye (laughs) but uh coming up next you are screening the abortion movie uh (laughs) 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 oh i should point out that the royal actually stepped away from doing kind of like second run stuff um a few months ago so the title programming director kind of used to be a group of people. It Mm. used to be myself and two other folks. They stepped down about a year ago and it was just kind of me. And that was my honestly like first order of business. Mm -hmm. I was like second run. We're just not a spot for it. We're very close to cineplexes, um, which means that distributors will withhold things before they can come to us. Yeah, people don't realize that, where it's like, why aren't you playing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? And there's rules (laughs) that if there's a cinema near you playing that film and the cineplexes have first run, Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to play it. Exactly. So for a while, I remember I'd be like, huh, isn't that out on Blu-ray? And you're like, yes, we know. Truly, exactly. It's just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense for us. Speaking about things that are just enriched by context, 
you're doing Can't Stop the Music. Oh, yeah. And this is your series, Retropath. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I remember when Retropath started, you were like, we're going to play 60s films. Yeah, yeah. As I kind of went forward, <laughs> I think the first movie that kind of started to span into what the series would eventually become was I screened the Monkeys movie Head, mm -hmm. which is still obviously a 60s film, but it was a lot more colorful and experimental, and it got a little bit more into like my own personal taste. Mm -hmm. So Can't Stop the Music is one of three that I'm doing over the course of the summer. Um, one has already passed. Disco musicals from 1980, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, the one that passed was... The Apple. Oh, I love The Apple. The Apple is so much fun. <laughs> the only thing about The Apple is that it doesn't have a big final musical number. Yeah, because they just came out. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, I heard they cut it from the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I know that. <laughs> Maybe it was it's like, like, it's too big and yeah. too good. I think my issue with The Apple is that the songs are just not <laughs> yeah. great. Magic Apple. Magic Apple. You yeah. know what it is? It feels like someone wrote the music and yeah. they're like, write lyrics to this. Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay, let me try to squish uh, it all in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. You rhymed Apple with Apple <laughs> multiple times. So Can't Stop the Music is the Village People musical. Yes, yeah. It's loosely based on how they uh, came together. <laughs> really? Do you yeah. think there's like... <laughs> so they were like dancing and they met each other on the street or... What, what, who does Steve Gutenberg play? She plays, the... He plays like the producer of mm. the Village People. Um, but yeah, it's, it's completely... Uh, it's all village people music. It's so much fun. There's a scene in this movie that I've been talking about for like three months where Caitlyn Jenner goes, um, <laughs> where can we go to, it's like, where can we go to record or something like mm -hmm. that? And then uh, someone else goes, I know a place. And then they go to the YMCA and they sing the YMCA <laughs> and it is so much fun. It's so much fun. So is it fun how they try to like contextualize these songs and there's not no make them <laughs> gay? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not a lot of like their big hits, mm. but the YMCA is in there. Oh, so it's like the deep cuts of the village people. Like a, like a milkshake song. It's very fun. <laughs> Can't Stop the Music is so, it has such an enormous budget. It mm -hmm. looks like an MGM musical mm -hmm. at parts. There's like the um, construction worker gets his whole like he gets a whole song by himself and it's like enormous with tons of backup dancers. <laughs> I cannot recommend this movie enough. Are there any slow ballads in this movie? Not that I can remember. That the construction worker is like, if only I had a friend. <laughs> no, no, not that I can remember. And they act in the movie too, it's great. Mm, they play, are they like great thespians when oh, they're on yeah. screen? Of course, Shakespearean. <laughs> I mean, it's also based on um, Hamlet, just like Strange Bruins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on the 25th, man, this is a packed week. Week. Hell yeah. we, we have the Laser Blast Film Society. I hear they're a great um, screening series. <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't they don't bring in the numbers. But oh, the programming, that's mm, that's great. Uh, and we're showing things. And Laser Blast Film Society, for people that don't know, is the one that I do with Peter Kaplowski. And so you've never seen things, right? Mm. But you've heard me talk about it for years and years and years. My partner absolutely loves things. Mm. Um, another coworker here, uh, she is like obsessed with this movie. I'm there with bells on. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like the perfect kind of outsider cinema in the sense that it feels like it was made by aliens, like people who have Amazing. never seen movies before. And it's filled with hosers. Just like Amazing. straight Amazing. through. <laughs> it's somehow a film where nothing happens 
but so much happens. Like afterwards, you're gonna have like a glazed look on your face. You're gonna be like, Just oh my god, I can't remember this part. At one point, they started throwing a bottle cap at each other, and it was so dynamic that you like sit up in your seat. Oh my god, this is crazy! I'm so excited. Speaking of films where nothing happens, John Dillman right after <laughs> uh, Ladies of Burlesque, yeah. um, a mm, three hour ish film. I believe so. Yes. Of a woman in her apartment going about her day. I mean, <laughs> yes. if people don't know, this film was directed by Chantal Ackerman. Uh, it's a classic. We've talked about it on Port Cinema Club in the Chantal Ackerman episode that we did. Amazing. And Will actually says in that episode, he's like, the perfect place to see it is in a theater because you have no distractions. Like, you can't, like, look at your phone because if you get bored or something like that because yeah. the movie is supposed to impose a specific feeling on you. Also, uh, with that screening, we had initially planned on playing it on DCP mm. and the distributor accidentally sent me a print. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> accidentally sent you a print? <laughs> yep. So... Wow, that's amazing. Nice so, little uh, surprise. Yeah, because it's not on the schedule. It doesn't yeah. say 35 millimeter. Exactly. But what is on the schedule is the next uh, day on the Saturday, El Topo. Yes. Uh, how would you? Acid Western, I guess, is the way that you probably describe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, directed by Alejandro Jodorowsky. I'm probably mutilating his name in some way. <laughs> it's probably, in my opinion, his most fun film. Yeah, I think that screening should be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited that we were able to find a print of it. Um, especially when I'm booking movies and when it comes down to format, uh, I'm definitely looking for your most like visually interesting films. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when I did Fantastic Planet, I was like, I need this on 35. El Topo is a good example of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's the original midnight movie. Exactly. Like when people wrote about it, that was the film that like kind of kicked it off. Yeah, you're not playing it at midnight. You're playing it at 8:30, which is perfect because midnight is too late it's for too us late. old people. Exactly, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Can we call it 10 p.m. madness, please? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then on the 29th, you're having a free screening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our lovely uh, beer sponsor, Woodhouse, uh, they come in like every other month. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a free screening. They do $5 drinks. It's always your kind of like your blockbusters. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park, obviously, they're cute. Uh, we just won that Raptors thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they should have shown Carnosaur 3, but okay. <laughs> Jurassic Park is fine as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I love uh, being able to have free screenings on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto is a very expensive city to live in. Yes. And I think that entertainment and community is really important. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of people come to free screenings? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely, for sure. These films, again, I mean, every time we're going to talk about this, like Jurassic Park, where it's an audience, is different than the thousand times you probably saw it sitting on your couch. Exactly. You'll notice things. I, I always find that I notice things that are much funnier. Mm-hmm. Like, it just never resonated with me on a solo experience. And then, on the 30th of July, the Sangam, the Regional Cinemas of India series. Mm-hmm. Now, how did this come about? Uh, this is a relatively new series. I think she is maybe three or four into her mm-hmm. uh, programming here. The programmer is named Rupali Morzaria. Uh, she just sent me an amazing pitch. Uh, one day uh, talking about how she went to film school and she got an interest in it in film obviously and uh, but she never saw basically herself mm-hmm. on screen in these classes and she got really into discovering more uh, like Hindi films and yeah she's just a lovely person to work with I mean Hindi cinema is like one of the 
big giant world cinemas that English-speaking uh, countries don't talk about, and they totally. don't screen, and there's no canon of them totally. beyond uh, maybe the Apu trilogy. Mm-hmm. And like she's getting deep cuts as well because I think you mentioned that she's starting to do women in Indian uh, cinema focus. Mm-hmm. So this one was uh, Rajni Ganda, mm-hmm. and this is going to be kicking off the uh, women in Indian film focus. Yeah. Does she do a little um, contextual speech at the beginning? She does. Yes. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Have you ever considered doing like um, little like information pamphlets that you like oh, hand out shoot. at screenings? Has that ever crossed your mind? Like Cinematech stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That hasn't crossed my mind. <laughs> because that's something that I always find like, I guess when I was a kid and I would go to these cinemas, you hear about like, oh, they made a monograph about this film and you get to read about it when you yeah. sit down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be a cute idea for sure. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to do it for Laser Blast. I would like find them on the floor and oh the garbage. <laughs> that would drive me insane. <laughs> and then afterwards, Neon Dreams, The Legend of Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. This is a fun movie, a rocket movie. Yeah, he's uh, closing out his... Um, uh, kind of like a summer heroes series. Mm-hmm. Brendan uh, Ross's yes. the programmer. Yeah, with the legend of Billie Jean, and that is another print. We do have a print-heavy month. Wow, nice. it's a really print-heavy month, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when the distributor accidentally sends them to you. Truly, what a surprise! <laughs> I know we're really early uh, in the month, but like, do you have plans for like next month? When do you start like writing down what you um, want to do? Basically, I the second I kind of like send in July, mm-hmm. um, I'll start booking August. Mm. So I am almost done August. For for the summer months, I definitely like to hit you with the like big, kind of fun, colorful movies. So a lot of uh, a lot of goofy stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of colorful stuff, a lot of summer appropriate things. And then you have stuff that's not summer appropriate, like a <laughs> stop motion film. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's not for kids. Um, you have a lesser screen John Carpenter picture. Yes, that's so. not Ghost of Mars. <laughs> Has Roll ever shown Ghost of Mars? I, we must. Uh, you must. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's like a lot of fun, like you said, summer specific stuff. Yeah. That, like you yeah. want to see, you know, whistle crowd. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess until next month, my name is Justin LeClue. And I'm Rochelle Charcot. And make sure to come to the Royal Cinema, 608 College Street. Yeah. Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Earth. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.